0: Welcome to another week of the 3 Plus One Podcast. Tracy, how has the week been?
1: It has been amazing.
0: You had a very full and active weekend. I did. So tell our Plus One guest what happened for you this past weekend.
1: I saw the Alvin Ailey dancers for the first time and I was just in awe of those beautiful bodies, those black. Bodies dancing on stage. It was amazing. And then I got to see Lloyd, you know, one of my... Okay, so a, you... I won't, I won't say childhood, but, like, when I was in college, he was on and popping, so I got to so see So you him.
0: had two big events, in one weekend you went and saw Alvin Ailey, and uh-huh. then you went to the Lloyd concert at City Winery. Yeah. What was your favorite Lloyd? Uh, what's your favorite Lloyd song? Because some of our, you know, Lloyd's an Atlanta artist, but he really went big, mm-hmm. did some great work, has had a very. To be honest, he's a young man, but has had a long career. Yeah. So, what is your favorite Lloyd song?
1: Get it shouted.
0: Okay, get it <laughs> shouted yeah so that's good that's I like good. His new
1: song caramel,
0: okay, well, that's great, so you know, welcome back. I'm glad that you're here with us this Monday, where we are joined by this week's amazing guest, Rob Owens. I am Rob Owens on Instagram. welcome Rob, yo yo, yo, what's going on so Rob is not only a social media influencer and model, but he is also a fitness enthusiast as well as a non profit and philanthropy. Uh, leader in our community. So we're really happy and excited to have you here with us. Rob, we have a lot of questions. I'm going to go right into the very first question. And the first question that I have for you is, how did you start your career in social media influencing?
2: Great question. So to be honest, I wasn't really uh, familiar with the landscape for uh, social media and what it looked like. And to be honest, what I did was end up leveraging relationships from previous print work with uh, Mrs. Jessie's. And, um, then I ended up working with a, a brand called Scotch Porter recently, uh, I was part of their, their fall spring collection of, um, marketing and ad, uh, campaigns. So fortunate enough to do that. But yeah, I mean, I kind of stumbled into it to be honest. I think honestly, it's just the evolution of what it looks like to be in the digital or print space. It has evolved to social media. Because you can get a not only can you have an actual image of somebody, you can create a personality and a persona around that person via social media. So,
0: you just mentioned two very popular brands, but there may be some of our listeners who aren't familiar with it. First and foremost, what is Miss Jessie's?
2: So, Mrs. Jesse's is a natural um, hair care line or suite of products uh, for all women or men of uh, various ethnicities that are looking to uh style of hair in natural in natural in natural ways, right? So um I was our first male spokes model. Um and yeah, I mean but that's what Mrs. Jesse's is you can find in Target and online in various stores. You
0: you know what is a, what's really interesting. Guess what product I use on my hair. Miss I I That's would, it. What? I only, I only use Miss Jessie's oh, hair maybe, products. Maybe. I, I post, I've i actually posted about it, tagged them. Okay. Not one time did they like my post. Oh. Not one time did they give me any shadow to shine. But, Miss Jessie, despite your failure <laughs> to recognize my potential to support your brand, I see a 100% ride with the good product. So, so I nice. use the Multicultural Curls. Okay. I use the uh, Leave-In Condition. I also use their uh, No Tangle Shampoo. So yeah, those are the three yeah. products, and I actually just use them today okay. after spin class. I had a raise did spin, and I used the whole suite of Miss Jessie's, put on my plastic bag on top of this head looking like Jiffy Pop popcorn to lock in the moisture. Perfect. Now, what exactly is Scotts Porter?
2: Yeah, so Scotts Porter actually is a uh, men's grooming line of products that is founded by uh, a man of color uh, based out of New York, and so... Uh, New York, New Jersey, um, but they offer suites of products that cover everything from face and body to hair, um, whether it be washing, conditioning, and or... Uh...
0: Tracy just pulled up the famous <laughs> Scott's Quarter ad.
2: Yeah, sorry, I was thrown off, but yeah, but uh, just, just men's grooming products, and I also have some um, products that are like candles and journals and things of that nature as well, so just... Uh, Full offering for men who are concerned with their hygiene.
0: That's from Scott's Porter. That's from Scott's Porter. So they also have candles. Yeah. So, like, when you talk about candles, like, what kind of candles?
2: Uh, They are, I would say, almost like aromatherapy, but they're just a well scented candle uh, that you're able to.
1: Like cedar and pine yes, and wood. A yeah, yeah. Okay, very masculine, <laughs> masculine. uh
0: sense. Very so masculine they sense. walk in the room you know what's going on. <laughs> <You know? laughs>
1: okay,
0: so um so with so these two brands found you via social media or did you seek out the brands? Uh
2: like I said before, it's just relationships. Okay. So um, it was basically I know a guy kind of thing, right? And then submit your pictures, let's do a test shoot, oh this works. Did really well. We come back to to work with us some more. So it's definitely an honor uh, to. At that time. There are
0: so many, you know, young people. And our podcast is meant to be a generational bridge between Xennials, which we are, and then Millennials, young people who are out there. And so many of our Millennials have—they—they are the ones who truly built this social media world up that a lot, that we're able to capitalize on. But so too are they those who are savvy, those who are quick, and those who are prepared to capitalize. So, what advice would you give to our Millennial listeners? who, uh, in regards to how they too can capitalize and become a more a, a paid social media influencer. So instead of promoting things for free and doing things for absolutely nothing, they can actually earn some money from their promotion.
2: Yeah, for sure. So I would just say um, to not look at it as a hustle but as a business because that's exactly what it is. And so uh, there are a couple things that are helpful in creating that ethos around your social media platform to leverage it for paid advertising or paid partnerships. And so... One of the things that I would recommend doing is making sure that uh, you stay engaged. So Facebook and Instagram rewards users for utilization. So the more active that you are and the more engagement you have, the higher you are up in the ranking for visibility, right? And so when brands are looking to work with a potential partner, they're looking for how much visibility or how many impressions uh, does this individual have? And from there, the the real thing is can you convert, you know – potential people, but viewers into customers, right? Um, But what that looks like also is having uh, you call it maybe a deck, right? And so that deck has maybe some other brands you've worked with, almost a resume, a digital resume. But so some other brands you may have worked with, some some uh, sample images, uh, it may have the demographic in which you reach, it may have information around uh, the type of impressions you have following viewership, Um, and then Potential pricing, you know, which is always open for negotiation. But, yeah, those are the things that I would say. Uh, And be accessible, right? So, um, you know, there's two types of pages that you can have on social media. One is a personal page, the other being a business page. So with that business page, it allows people to access you via email, potentially give you a phone call. Uh, But it just gives you a more uh, professional, if you
0: will, look, but still approachable. So, Tracy, you and Rob are really good friends in life. Yeah, And so, can you give us, for our listeners uh, who are engaged, a funny Rob story?
1: I don't have We don't have any funny Rob story. No.
0: Not it's a funny. one. Well, let's flip it. Like, Rob, I mean, can you give us a funny Tracy story? <laughs>
1: oh, well, what, I mean, what's funny about boot camp? Like, we connected in the fitness, uh, in his, through his fitness boot camp, and I mean... Like the first day I got there we was best friends. It was so weird. It was I mean, an instant connection. I mean he was a I was attracted to him at first and then I was like, Oh, that's my brother. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. Juicy so, so Juicy hair. Well, I get when you use that Miss Jesse's product, you yeah. will walk away with some long standing juicy hair. <laughs> that will maintain its juiciness and its drip throughout the course of a very busy day, especially when you are physically active. So Tracy talked about your work around fitness and you know being active, which, you know, and again, that's a plug for Ms. Jessie's. I'm also very active with my fitness, and so I, the products maintain my hair throughout the course of the day. Tell us a little bit about your work in uh, physical fitness and what that means for you and what you kind of offer and bring to the Atlanta sports scene.
2: Uh, so for me... Gosh, where do I start? Um, I started about a decade ago, actually. And so um, I, I like to consider myself to be like a wellness coach, right? And so just having a more holistic approach to what, um, what fitness looks like. And uh, for me, when I, when I work with individuals, clients, whether it be in a group or individual setting, I think it's very valuable to understand what that client's uh, desired outcome is. And then you can reverse engineer the programming for each client, right, or a group of clients, Um, but yeah, I mean, I haven't honestly, you know, done as much, uh, in this space, but my last contractual, um, opportunity was working with Stelman College. I was with them for about three years and I helped to transition them from the old gym to a new facility. And, uh, it was a great experience. It was an honor to work with other student staff for that period of time, but, yeah, so group fitness as well as uh, individual training. Yeah.
0: One word to describe the women of Spelman. This past weekend, they celebrated their homecoming with Morehouse. It was Spellhouse homecoming. So, give me one word that you would use to describe the women of Spelman that you worked with for the, like for three years.
2: Yeah, um, beautiful, right? Uh, beautiful with regard to, of course, physical appearance, but outside of this, their spirit is so much resiliency, so much resilient. Uh, so many resilient women um, and. They're just, they're, yeah, they're just beautiful, right? That's they say says, beautiful people, women.
1: And, and so are the women from the Tennessee State University. You had your time last we week. We have to throw it that It was your weekend there.
0: last week. We gave you a shout-out in your shine. You know what? This weekend, <laughs> it's all about the women of Spelman. Okay. Well. For their spellhouse uh, Homecoming.
1: What's up, ladies?
0: So when you talk about your fitness work, have you always been physically fit? Have you always been in great shape?
1: Um,
2: I would say I've I've always been active, right? I don't know what kind of, what you would consider great shape. I, I was, I'm, I'm a skinny guy by nature. Uh, I ran cross country in college and in high school and track and uh, started playing sports at a younger age, but, um, yeah, I just, and I, I'm, my, both my parents are military, right? So punishment for us was working out, you oh, know, wow. it's the thinking position, it's push ups, it's running. So yes. Uh, from a, yeah, but aesthetically well, I was a skinny guy. Man.
1: I have a funny Rob story. I, I knew
0: there was one there. Okay, Tracy.
1: So Rob and I and were having a conversation about how we were how we thought we were ugly ducklings mm-hmm. growing up, right? And yeah. I was like, nah, Rob, you were not there's no way you were an unattractive young man. He was like, I'm gonna show you. And he said it Urkel, for real, like I'm. Ne- I was, i could not believe it. Like he had these bottle glasses, bottle top glasses. His pants were high rise, uh, stone wash. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was. He was the real life Erkel, and I did. I couldn't believe it because now he he legit is a model and is very you, well okay. put together. But baby, I saw that picture.
2: Bifocals in. First grade all the way through high school. Can you imagine bifocals in the 80s, Ooh, 90s.
1: It was rough. Yeah. I thought I had it rough, but baby, we're yeah. neck and neck. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. Well, thank God for deliverance. Right. <laughs> Look at where we are today. And I think that's a great motivational piece for many of our listeners out there who are, you know, maybe unhappy or dissatisfied with their appearance. Because that's something that you can control within certain means. So, especially in the physical fitness realm, when you what's the biggest misnomer or misconception that is out there uh regarding uh, for your clients around physical fitness and health and and or nutrition. Um, maybe something that they believe that holds them back or that hurts their progress or that's actually doing the opposite of what they want.
2: Yeah. Uh, I would say comparing yourself to others, right? I think that it's good to have maybe a body type or somebody in mind that kind of is your ideal, maybe physique. But I think the comparison piece is really something that can be... Um, uh, I guess, like downtrodden in your thinking, right? because you don't know their journey, right? So and, and everyone's body type is different, right? So I think comparison for sure, and it may take them, you know, some it might take somebody six weeks to get to a particular you know set or set goal, but then it might take you six months. And so comparing yourself based upon the aesthetic and not understanding the the full journey or the level of commitment that it takes to mm-hmm. get to that uh, to get to that level. And I think one more thing that comes to mind is this, honestly, Coming to a point of, I don't think you should be. I would say almost say satisfaction of sorts, right? Being happy with who you are, where you are, um, and in and, and embracing like the journey, and not so much getting consumed with, you know, oh, I need to look like this person, or that person. Like you should look like you and be happy with the way that you
1: look from you know based upon
2: your fitness goals.
1: And I would add that for a lot of us, we we think we can eat whatever we want mm-hmm. as long as we work out. Mm-hmm. And that is not true either. Yeah. Like he said, our body types are different. So if I go and eat cheeseburgers every day, I'm gonna look like a cheeseburger because I just my metabolism is much slower than it used to be. Um, so we got to add that that nutrition yeah. component too. Like, no, you cannot eat whatever you want and and go work out and maintain. You might be able to maintain, but yeah. to achieve the body that you really, really ultimately want, that's not gonna.
0: I agree 100%. I think, too, that people have to really uh, figure out what's going to work for them and really work what works. And, again, what will work for someone may not work for you. I have friends who really can't eat, you know, whatever they want. I run. I run with a group of people. They may go out after running and eat whatever they want. I can't do that because I'm going to suffer the consequences of it. Even the hard workouts will not offset, for me, bad dietary choices. Um, and so I think that's been, you know, an ongoing challenge. One last question on this Monday before we transition into the news um, that we want to talk about um, is that with your...
2: I think at the end of the day, your goals is your goals, right? And as I said before, it's tailored to each individual, right? So granted that my goal may not be your goal and vice versa... I'm empathetic to the fact that you have a goal to achieve, and it doesn't have to be my goal.
0: So, So Tracy, do you feel the same way when you work with clients and coaching them up with acting? When you get some people in who really may not be anywhere near where you would want them to be, nor are they where they may think they are?
1: I try to create an environment that is welcoming to everyone at whatever level they come in at, um, I think the issue for me is level of commitment. If you come in and you're a a neo, you come in well prepared, I can deal with that. But if you come in as a neo and you are not off book, you know, I have to coach you, I have to tell you every little thing, then that's really hard for me. Um, But I I welcome, I, I used to be a neo, you know what I'm saying? I welcome all my clients at every level. Have you ever fired a client? And that I, goes for I, both of you.
0: Have you ever had to release a client and say your money is no longer worth my time? I
1: don't say that, but I will avoid them. Um,
0: so you I, ghost a client.
1: I will I will be busy. I'll be booked Book and busy.
2: Booked and busy. Book and busy. <laughs> I've never had to actually fire a client. They tend to resign on their own. Mm-hmm. You know, so they'll pull out yeah, and they'll yeah. just kinda
0: stop. I
1: yeah. told a client Hey, I think you should go to such and such. Or have you ever thought about this workshop? I just heard about it. I think you might want to try that. So if you kind of steer them to other people and other options, kind of, yeah, they, they will go. They get the
0: picture. So we did have a very busy news week last week, and really one of the major news uh, events of the week was the loss of United States House of Representatives uh, from Maryland, Representative Elijah Cummings, who passed away and was laid to rest this past weekend. His body laid in state uh, in D.C., and then he was buried in Maryland, where he is from. Uh, He's led and had a very long, successful career as a leader in the Democratic Party. Uh, he's done and really achieved a great deal of things, including supporting the Smart Savings Act, uh, the Thrift Savings Plan, All Circuit Review Extension Act, the Marriage System Protection Board, where he was also a member. And he really, really also pushed hard for a lot of recognition around the Black Lives Matter movement. Towards the end of his life, he was certainly seen as an activist and leaves behind a family and a very devoted wife who gave a just searing eulogy of. Her husband uh, at his service. What are your thoughts about you know Representative Cummings and this loss to our nation?
1: We lost a giant. <clears throat> Excuse me. We are losing an advocate in our community, um, and I think it's it's just awesome that his wife is going to pick up the torch and and run um, in his in his um, absence. I, I think that you know, he's gone under a lot of scrutiny with the current administration. You know, um, they criticize his district. Um, But we also need to understand in politics, as much as you'd like to accomplish in your community and in your district, you have other people that don't want to help you attain those goals, right? So you can get a lot of resistance. You know, I might want to fix the housing in my community. But I also may have someone who says, well, we don't need to allot funds there. Funds need to go over here, allocate those funds in another area. So as much as he, I I feel like, was getting a lot of um, backlash, if you will, I I think he did a lot and and was a huge voice, um, like you said, for Black Lives Matter and for a lot of um, issues that were, we're having with this current administration.
0: Yeah, that a large part of his kind of um, recognition in current day came from President his attacks against President Trump or towards mm-hmm. President Trump, and then President Trump's attack back at him when he really attacked the entire city of Baltimore, its leadership, its citizens, and that really kind of you know had him rise up. I, if you have not seen to all listeners. His wife's tribute, I definitely think you should Google it. It's really worth seeing. She gave a beautiful speech where she talked about the fact that her husband had been diagnosed with an illness, and I don't think she specifically said cancer, specifically said what it was. uh, and He was given six months to live 25 years ago. But God had a bigger plan for Representative Cummings' life and his legacy and what he would do on this earth, and that he gave him 25 more years to do and achieve it. Then, She said, however, in the last couple of years, his health was declining as his worries were increasing. And a large part of that was attributed to the current political climate of our country. And although she did not mention President Trump by name, she said that Representative Cummings' job became infinitely more difficult in the last months of his life when he sustained personal attacks and attacks on his beloved city. While he carried himself with grace and dignity in all public forms, it genuinely hurt him to his core. So I was really proud of Maya Rockymore cummings for that speech, and I really do hope that she picks up the mantle and continues his legacy of service to the people of Baltimore and to the people of this nation. That's right. Who I hope will not continue their service to people of this nation <laughs> is Kanye West.
1: Oh,
0: my goodness. Uh, last week Kanye West released his uh, movie Jesus is King as well as the delayed album Jesus is King it received a lot of backlash on Twitter it did not bode well for the movie in select cities people paid the actual price of a movie ticket to see what some describe as a bizarre
1: 30 minutes of hogwash Uh, y'all can join this Najee Ramba cult if you want to okay Kanye has figured it out. How do I get back into the good graces of the community? Mm. I sing a little Jesus, and they'll forgive me. Mm. What you think, Rob? <laughs> he, he thinks he's the part of the sun. Yeah, the, you know, it's like, <laughs> come on. Come on, Kanye. I can see right through it. He really needs to deal with his his inner demons. He really needs to deal with that stuff. I think it needs to be done privately. You know, get you some, seek you some real counsel. Yeah. Get you some real help. And I know music is his therapy. Use that too. But I, I just feel like he's trying to do it in front of everybody and it's just, in my opinion, it won't end well.
0: Is there a chance at redemption for Kanye West in your eyes?
1: There's always redemption opportunities. Uh, I think we all have redemption Um but I, I just think that he's got to do, do this out of the limelight. Yeah. It cannot be done in front of the world. Because he, he just did a, um, uh, an interview with Big Boy. And Big Boy asked him, like, how, how does this affect you? Like, do, th- does this cancel culture affect you? And he said, Yeah. I don't think he can handle this.
0: Well, he's canceled here. There is no redemption Uh. in the eyes of Zachary Kirk. People, my birthday is November the 3rd. I am a true blue, genuine Scorpio right in the heart of what is known as Scorpio season. And we don't play those games. We are not forgivers. (laughs) We hold grudges. We seek vengeance. It's just a part of who we are. But I constantly work.
1: That's right. And
0: I am just telling you what is natural. (laughs) And I work through those impulses right so that i am always striving to be the bigger person and i have i believe in the course of these something something years on the earth made considerable (laughs) progress but what i will not do is turn the other way when you have shown me who you really are Mm. kanye west may be dealing with a number of mental psychosis and issues uh, whatever he's dealing with But I feel as though he has genuinely shown the people who he is and what he believes, even if this is something that's because you can change your opinion, you can change your mind, you can change your heart. The damage that he has done is real right here and right now. When you have a white supremacist in the White House that you a black man of influence is supporting, you cannot regain my trust and you cannot regain my coin even if you can gain my forgiveness i will never support another dime of my money towards kanye west or anything that he stands for will i hold it against his children probably so Uh, (laughs) northwest southwest delta american airlines and the little kid psalm will probably never earn my money it's highly highly unlikely God. Now, that's a word. Right. so right while we talk about Jesus King, the album movie <laughs> from Kanye West, we now go to the self acclaimed NBA King, mm-hmm. LeBron James, who lost his lace front mm-hmm. uh, in last week's NBA game.
1: Say so,
0: so I know, neither mind. of you believe. So when I, I found this article, I want to say this maybe was media takeout or the shade room. I always try to diversify our uh, lineup when I saw this, both of you said this can't be true. Why did you not believe?
1: Because LeBron is a gazillionaire; He can pay somebody to give him a whole new head. I don't understand how is it that he needed a... Tracy,
0: you just said vengeance is mine, sayeth the Lord. (laughs) I'm here to quote back and say your hair is mine, say the Lord. <laughs> on, no amount of money that LeBron James can bring to the table can replenish the, d- the genetic predisposition that he mm. has towards boners.
1: Steve Harvey went all them years with that nice box cut lace front thingy. Like, go to him go find the dude we don't, he don't know who was
2: the principal of the school not the coach yep. so you went out
0: there in the gym sweating at his hairline. Yeah, you're, right. You're, you're right. right you're right so there, that's a piece of it right but I you know I don't I can't say I believe that you can restore hair mm. that I don't necessarily I can't say I, I believe that just yet
1: I do. Steve Harvey well, could have very body. well
0: have done a brand new wig Mm. that is exceptionally more believable than what he had then, (laughs) that he's passing off because he's being paid to promote uh, this transplant surgery at a large cost. We don't know. I don't trust Steve Harvey either because he was canceled when he sits up here and does the Miss World, Miss Universe, or Miss Donald Trump pageant. He does. So he's been canceled (laughs) too. He has no credibility in my eyes either.
1: Okay. Mm. Well, I I just... I'm a LeBron fan and I was very saddened to hear this news and when I watched the video I was I was even um, I was hurt even more because it's on tape
0: yeah. you, cannot- you know would you date a man who wore a lace front
1: Ooh. yeah yes I'm gonna tell you why because I met this guy who was foreign okay with his hat on. And I sent a picture to Rob, (laughs) and I was like, he's cute. Rob was like, well, what does he look like without the hat? And I was like, I don't know. So I went to his page, and when I sent the pictures of his head, he legit looked like a cone head. So some of these men who don't have hair need it. So I'm not against it as long as you can't see the front of the, the lace. And if it don't come, oh, oh, God. Oh. So
2: y'all
1: ain't working out together what you Yeah, we can't. He got to wear a hat. He got to wear a hat. You know, Rob, you
0: are a model and you actually are a representative of a hair care brand. If you started to experience baldness, and thank God, you know, that won't happen to you. We claim... Health and healing to your <laughs> natural <laughs> life. Restoration, but if you lost your hair, yeah. would you wear a lace front wig as a man? Unequivocally, no. I you feel like you got to run with your broom.
2: You know, it says own it, right? When Michael Jordan started losing his hair, LeBron James took a chapter out of Michael
1: Jordan's book and cut it off. But LeBron doesn't, I don't think he got the head. Some of y'all don't have the head for bald heads. I don't think it's- he has a choice. But yes, mm-hmm. he does. He got money. You get this lace front. We got to call in the lace front gods mm-hmm. and get you the right kind of lace front. It's, it's an adhesive that he's missing. It's it's. So lacking. he went to the middle
0: of the mall. and Yeah,
1: he went there. to South cab Mall. He should have gone to fix.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, should have got paid, but you know, again, Tracy, he's uh, he's playing basketball. He's an NBA basketball player. Yeah. So he's sweating, and I mean, I don't know how to even put them lace fronts on your head. I would assume it's with some like adhesive, and no and he And I'm gonna tell you from living experience, salt will erode and destroy anything. Mm-hmm. As crazy as this is, and I learned the hard way. I have you know leather seats in my car. Mm-hmm. Love it. And all of a sudden it was a small tear in the seat. I'm like, where is that coming from? Next thing I know, in a couple of weeks that tear had grown. And I'm like, this is the salt for my hard workouts. And I didn't sit my butt on that seat. Mm. Eroding through that seat and I have damaged a really nice seat. Okay. It ain't getting replaced. Now that I'm not gonna buy a new seat, nor am I going to fix it. I'm just gonna ride on and carry on with, you know, a tour.
2: From, from the salt, just salt and Gatorade. Yeah, that's what I don't
0: know. drink that's any. Like. I don't drink any Gatorade. I don't even. I just drink water. But so, Miranda, right, LeBron. Yeah, and so
1: the salt from the hair, okay, mm-hmm. hey, It rolls
0: it the uh, adhesive. It rose, it rose the adhesive. So you know, I would. I have to say this. I kept a low cut for a long time, mm-hmm. and I also have it. Wouldn't I? Would not say I have a cone head. But I, my mom, I remember growing up, said that I, you know, called me P-Head. Mm. So I have a P-shaped head. And I just accepted the fact because I'm a, you know, I'm a pretty conservative dresser that I need a clean cut look. But once I grew my hair out to cover that P-Head, I definitely know that I look significantly better. With hair. So, with hair. I
2: remember
0: However, the
2: other.
0: you remember without the hair, I will say beyond a shadow of a doubt, I would, despite having a pea head, still not wear a lace front. Uh, something on my head. I wouldn't. It wouldn't. Even though I know I would look better, I still wouldn't do it. Okay. I still wouldn't do it. Okay. And what you're not going to do is watch Power. Hmm. So, do either of you watch Power on Stars? No. Crickets,
1: Both of you look right. how can
0: you live in 2019 and not watch I got things
1: to do i just really don't have time to watch television um and And this from a this i know but not to be Mm -hmm. able to commit to something week after week after week i don't mind watching a movie because i don't have to come back to it the following week but to watch a a tv show week after week after week takes a lot of commitment my schedule changes so i apologize 50 cent I have not been able to watch your show. I hear it's good. Yeah.
0: Ne- so I won't belabor this too long since neither mm. of the people in the studio with me today watch the show. I do watch Power. Um, and I was you know, surprised that it didn't come on last week. Um, on, well, on Sunday, October the 20th. I'm glad it came on last night. Um, but it seems as though Stars and Xfinity, because uh, I have Xfinity cable, mm-hmm. are in a battle over and not wanting to continue to broadcast and carry Stars. Luckily, 50 Cent came out, attacked Xfinity, and at least has hopefully where they're going to carry the show, the, the network in their lineup onto the end of power. There is a phenomenal local actress that we'll talk about a little bit later on in the weeks to come who has a great show called P-Valley that's going to come on after uh, power goes off the air. And I w- I'm looking forward to seeing that. So I'm hopeful that, you know, now we will, will still be able to see tuning it.
1: tuning into that. You
0: will watch uh, P-Valley. Why yeah. are you going to watch? Tell us about what you know I about P-Valley. I love
1: Katori Hall, the writer. So, what does th- I don't know Katori. Katori what Katori are some is, things Katori has uh, done? She ha- got her claim to fame um, by writing the play "The Mountain Top." That was oh amazing! Record. Yeah, amazing! Yes, and I got an opportunity to play it at the Indiana Repertory um, Theater. Uh, in Indianapolis it's just an amazing play well written and you know we got to support our female writers out here we don't have a lot of those and she got green lit so I'm excited and I also have a friend Morocco Omari who's on the show as well so I'm ready for that
0: so we are excited we are ready for that any other big news from the past weekend that you guys want to bring to the table before we conclude our Monday episode
1: well I shot one episode of uh, a new tv show that can i talk about we. Um, you can't talk about i it. shot my first of four episodes so i'm excited about that booked a feature film over the weekend and um I, yeah i'm just really excited.
0: wow that's a whole lot blessings yes. on blessings on blessings thank you rob nothing exciting i prepared for a uh a work week. <laughs> prepare for the week ahead the week ahead so th-
1: there's always tuesday
0: There is always Tuesday. And on that note, we thank you for tuning in. And we can't wait for you to check out our Tuesday drop of the or our Tuesday's drop of the three plus one podcast. Talk to you soon.
1: Holla.